Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today, following Charlotte's 140 to 105 loss in Boston last night. Unfortunately, it is a silver linings edition of the HHC as Charlotte suffers its worst defeat of the season with that 140 to 105 loss. Boston just came out like a house on fire, shooting really, really well from inside the arc, outside the arc, everywhere in between. As the Celtics finished the game shooting 59% from the field, 46% from beyond the arc. They went 24-52 from three-point land. And the Hornets were shorthanded once again with a couple of other key players out. We'll get to that here in a few moments. Plus, we'll talk about some of the more brighter spots. Of course, we will have our silver linings. And we also talk about some big news coming up on the G League side of things as JT Thor and Mark Williams had a pretty big game for the Swarm last night as they are on assignment. And we have to talk about the latest article that has hit Hornets.com today or later today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast and helping me with it is the author of that article that we're going to talk about. And of course, the lead writer of Hornets.com. That's Sam Perley. Sam, thank you so much for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast between some of the home games we've had and some of the off days we've had. I feel like it's been a while since we've talked to you here on the HHC. I know. Thank you again for having me. I think we had a stretch for like four weeks where we had a game either every day or every other day. And so that extra day in between games and factor in some holidays and now we got three days coming up now it's it's like we're kind of getting stretched out just a little bit getting our rest just like this team but uh yeah as always thank you for having me hornets can certainly use some rest especially after last night's game charlotte did have multiple days off coming into this game against the celtics but of course the celtics are the top team in the eastern conference one of the best teams in the association as it is and there was a little bit of hope going into this one that the celtics might have not been fully healthy compared to what the Hornets are. Of course, the Hornets have been battered with injuries. Jason Tatum ended up playing. Jalen Brown was in fact held out. So it was Al Horford in this one as Boston was coming off the second night of a back-to-back. They beat Washington on Sunday night. They go into this
this one. And the Hornets were down a couple of more injuries. Of course, no Gordon Hayward, no Cody Martin. Dennis Smith Jr. and LaMelo Ball also held out of this one. Interior Rozier popped up late on the injury report with an illness. Hopefully that was just a one-game situation. He got scratched from the lineup, so it was Teo Maladon getting the start at the point guard position. So the Hornets were very, very thin to begin with, and there was just a bunch of little microcosms in that first quarter that kind of spelled doom for the Hornets. Blake Griffin got the opening tip off and hit a straightaway three. The Celtics went 17 of 23 from the field in the first quarter, 10 of 15 from beyond the arc alone and led this one 45 to 19 after the first quarter. Charlotte was able to chip away just a little bit in the second quarter, but still trailed 78 to 55 at halftime. And then things got sideways again for Charlotte in the third quarter as Boston outscored the Hornets 43 to 17 in the third frame and led it 121 to 82 going into the fourth quarter and then the Hornets did win the fourth quarter for what it's worth but a little too late at that point as Charlotte lost 140 to 105 last night not a whole lot to talk about in this one here Sam those were kind of the highlights of it and I'm not saying that the game was over before the Hornets even stepped out on the floor but when you have so many injuries to begin with and then you see Terry Rozier pop up late on that injury report and you have a guy like Jason Tatum who had a 16 point first quarter to begin with in the game yesterday and goes for 35 it's going to be tough to beat a team like that night in and night out yeah and I think going into this one, just with how well Boston's been playing, it's always been a tough place to play for Charlotte in particular. I think Boston had some, won something like 12 of their last 13 this season. Uh, they come out, they hit 10 to the first 15 threes. Charlotte didn't hit a three in the first quarter. Down 26 after the first quarter. I mean, the way their offense is humming right now, their rating is their offensive rating is, is on a historic pace right now, and that was without Jalen Brown last night, without Robert Williams, without Al Horford. So it was a, a bit of a combination that first quarter. Boston was just hitting everything, and, and Charlotte was – you know, not making it super hard. I mean, they, they could have been a little bit better defensively, but the way the Celtics have been cooking offensively and the way they were cooking last night, uh, it would have taken a really almost perfect effort just given who they're going against, the, the talent they have, the way they're playing, and who Charlotte is missing. And just having only nine guys, a lot of guys have not played major, major NBA rotational minutes throughout their career. It was just going to be a tough ask. So definitely some bright spots, but just a hard one. I mean, and I think Steve Clifford said it best after at the end of the game. They're beating everybody right now. It doesn't matter if it's the Bucks, you know, Suns, Warriors. I mean, they're beating everybody right now. So uh, obviously a tough one. There's some bright spots, as we'll sure we'll get to. But, yeah, that first quarter was rough and, and, and tough to ultimately recover from. Even though the Celtics may be world beaters right now, beating everybody that's standing in their path, doesn't mean the head coach Steve Clifford can't be disappointed with the effort. Here's what he said after last night's game. Well, it's a combination of things. You know, you're talking about right now these guys are on record to be one of the best offensive teams of all time so you know when you make a mistake they make you pay so they were good and I'm just saying I think you know I would have liked to seen us be better technically with the things that we're doing I mean you'd have to be on it nobody else has been able to stop him either you know uh so I'm not saying I, I don't think it was some terrible effort they're really good we needed to play better. And again, it all kind of goes back to the injuries. Anytime you're playing a team that's tops in the Eastern Conference, you want to have your full deck of cards, your full arsenal to go after them. And that just simply has not been the case for the Hornets at all this season. And of course, yesterday was no different, at least for the Hornets, as they fall last night, 140 to 105. couple of numbers that stand out on the box score. Charlotte did not shoot terribly in this game. They shot almost 49% from the field 
and they went 11 to 29 from beyond the arc, which is not great, but better than what we've seen in the past. Did not get to the free throw line a whole lot, but I mean, at the end of the day, this game was basically over after the first quarter when you're trailing by that big of a margin. It's very hard to overcome that. So again, one bad quarter might not win you the game, but one bad quarter certainly can lose you the game. And that's what Charlotte fell into in last night, now falling to six and 15 on the season. Time now for a silver linings. There's always something good to look at, even though it is in a 35-point loss. So, Sam Perley, with that said, I will defer to you as always. Who is your silver lining from last night's game? My silver lining is going to go with Jalen McDaniels. Really impressive performance from him. Career-high 24 points was 9-12 from the field, also 4-6 of six from three-point range, which is ties a career and season high for three-point makes. Also had a couple assists. I thought he scored in a variety of different ways. Really calm, controlled attack the basket, catch and shoot. I mean, really, really good stuff from Jalen McDaniels. And hopefully he can build on it because Hornets are going to need him with Gordon Hayward out. Hopefully Terry's not out too much longer with the illness. But, yeah, they're really going to need Jalen. And, and he stepped up this season. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Outside McDaniels, seven on the shot clock. He'll fire for three and buries another. Jalen McDaniels drilling another Lowe's three-point shot, a career night, 24 points for Jalen McDaniels and a career-high four made threes. If Jalen's going to be the solution at the three with Gordon Hayward being out for what is considered week to week right now, then he's going to have to step up like he did last night. Like you mentioned, team high 24 points, career high 24 points. The thing that impressed me the most with Jalen is the efficiency that he shot the ball with. He was 9 of 12 from the field, 4 for 6 beyond the arc, hit both of his free throws. It's one thing to step in and score 22 points. It's another thing to shoot the ball very well from an efficiency standpoint and get the job done at that aspect of the game. So Jalen McDaniels, certainly a good silver lining pick from last night. Here's what he said after the game about his career high. Uh, just being aggressive, hitting my shots, not trying to do too much, just staying within me, I guess. Um, I just had more opportunity. I started tonight, so more shots and all that. So I guess just made a few more shots. So Again, Jalen's going to have to be one of those guys to step up and have – that kind of output if he's going to be in that starting role and he's not shying away from it. Another guy that didn't shy away from anything too much yesterday is my silver linings pick, and I have to go with the rookie, Bryce McGowan's. Maladone right side into the corner. Bryce McGowan passed on the three. Now he'll fire, and he hits from the corner. Bryce McGowan's drilling another Lowe's three-point shot, his second of the game. So Bryce ended up playing 24 minutes last night. He was only three of seven from the field, two for four beyond the arc, but he looked really confident there in the second quarter. That's when that three-point shot went down for him. And at that point, I understand that there's not really a whole lot to lose for the Hornets there at that juncture of the game, but still finished with 10 points out there. This was a good opportunity because, again, we're looking at the silver linings here. This was a good opportunity for those back end of this rotation guys, those guys that haven't seen a whole lot of meaningful minutes, get out there and get some extended run at the NBA level. I know it's one thing to go into Greensboro and get your work done there and go against those kind of guys. It's another thing to do it at a historic venue like in Boston with you know one of the best atmospheres in the NBA. It's another thing to do it at that level. So that's why I'm taking a look at Bryce McGowan's as my top performer, my silver lining from last night's game, just because it didn't seem like he shied away from the moment there. He was able to step in and hit a couple of decent threes there at that stretch of the game. Somebody that, again, not a whole lot to go off of last night, but Bryce McGowan's was one of the bright spots that I thought. Yeah, and I'm really impressed with how, and, I, and this goes all the way back to, to Summer League, I think when we first saw him play, what really stood out is just how smooth, how controlled, and how low the game looks for him sometimes in the sense that he doesn't look sped up. He kind of plays his game, doesn't go outside, doesn't go too, do anything too crazy or try and do too much. And 
you know, ultimately, I don't think this is necessarily the, the Hornets envisioned Bryce McGowan's being in the rotation right now, but I've obviously needed him with the injuries and given expectations and where he's at. And it's still so young, too, having only played one year of college. And, and I think he's only 19 or 20 years old. I mean, he's looked really comfortable, you know, and there's still ways to go in his development. But to see him flash at times last night and, and knock down shots and he's got such a smooth shooting stroke is, is a really really encouraging sign and getting these kind of minutes against a team like the Boston Celtics and getting a chance to guard somebody like Marcus Smart or Jason Tatum I mean that's only going to help the team I know it's, it's very very much a silver lining in, in a 35 point loss so there wasn't a lot of good but to kind of start investing and in, in giving these guys real tastes of what it's going to be like to be in an NBA rotation night in and night out uh, it's only going to help them for the future. So, yeah, really, really encouraged what I saw from Bryce McGowan's last night as well. The Hornets only had nine players available for last night's game with Taylor Rozier and Dennis Smith, of course, inactive. And that's because JT Thor and Mark Williams were assigned to the Greensboro Swarm. Greensboro was in action last night, and both of those guys had monster games. We're going to tell you about it next right here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo and Sam Burley with you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, presented as always by Santa Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Well, Charlotte with a tough loss yesterday in Boston, 140 to 105. But on the good end of things, the silver lining end of things, is that the Greensboro Swarm had a really, really, really big win yesterday on the road in Westchester against the Knicks. Of course, that is New York's G League affiliate, 130-87. to And the reason why we're bringing this up is because, like I mentioned at the end of the last segment, JT Thor and Mark Williams were on assignment for Greensboro last night, and they absolutely dominated. JT Thor finished with a game-high 30 points in the contest, also had nine rebounds and two steals. Only had one block, but again, 12 of 24 from the field in 31 minutes out there. He was a plus 30 in the plus minus. On the other side for Mark Williams, he finished with 26 points. He was 12 of 19 from the field. Only went to the free throw line one time on an in one opportunity. He finished with a double-double with 12 points, two assists, two steals, and he also had a block out there as well. Maybe the most important thing for JT Thor's stat line as well is he did not turn the ball over at all. So, Sam, I know we're kind of grasping at the silver linings here after the way that the Hornets game ended last night, but it's really promising to see guys like JT Thor and Mark Williams get assigned to Greensboro, go on the road, pick up a big win, have big performances, and they don't look at it as a sort of punishment or they don't have a morale drop or anything like that. They go out there, they respond well, they get their work in, and they get rewarded with a big game stat-wise. Absolutely, and this is what you want to see from your young prospects is to go down to the G League and, and dominate and have big games, and that's exactly what those guys do. And particularly for someone who like JT Thor, who was in the rotation at times last year, started the year in the rotation, and it you know, hasn't been the easiest you know, going into a second season, I think they kind of wanted to get more of a look at Kai right now at that backup four spot and get JT a little bit more playing time down to the G League. Having a night where you go in and score 30 points and have nine rebounds and shoot really efficiently and, and don't turn the ball over, I mean, maybe that's something that he needs just to kind of see the ball go through the net, knock down some threes, start feeling what it feels like to see the ball go through the net. I mean, sometimes that makes 
all the difference. You go down there, play a few games, and, you know, not that he ever lost confidence, but it can definitely boost your confidence in ways that you come back to Charlotte, you say, okay, I can do this. I know I can do this. And it kind of, it's a little bit of a refresher sort of, and it obviously it certainly helps getting some playing time as well, regardless of where you are too. So uh, I think the, the Hornets, the guys that have gone down there, not just this year, but in years past have really embraced that, the opportunity we've talked about numerous times. It's not a demotion. It's a resource to develop guys. I think perfect segue to back to what we we're talking with Jalen McDaniels career high. He spent most of his rookie season in the G League, spent his second year, was even in the G League at times, too. So that's what if you invest in the process and take it seriously and go down there and really work on your game, you can put yourself in position where Jalen McDaniels, who's an end of the second round pick, is now boring, just had a 24 point game against the Boston Celtics. I mean, he's done you know, taking a huge, huge steps in his career, too. So great to see from Mark and JT, and there was a number of other big performances last night, too, from the Swarm team as well. Yeah, before we get to that, though, one more thing I wanted to touch on there was you kind of alluded to JT, Thor, just trying to get that confidence back maybe and just getting some extra work in. I think Mark is in an absolutely completely different camp in that regard because of just the way that the roster is right now for the Hornets. So you take a look at the center position. Mason Plumley is your starting center. Nick Richards is a guy that really, really blossomed here in the offseason. Has a big fan in Steve Clifford, of course, and rightfully so. He's been playing some really good minutes at that backup center position. So for Mark, it's just kind of he's the odd man out. I know a lot of fans wanted to see him in his rookie season here up with the big league club in Charlotte, but he just doesn't really have any room to grow because of that. So I understand the frustration, but Mark Williams doing a really good job there, kind of taking it in stride. And he talked about that on the Hornets Hivecast just a few days ago. And if you missed that, a great interview with Sam Farber. Go ahead, go back in the archives and take a listen to because he talks about how he's just trying to get better each game, day by day, doing whatever he needs to do in order to just become a better overall player here at the NBA level. You touched on those big performances. This is a big one from the Greensboro Swarm, Ashton Hagens, he was signed just before the game. He played 42 minutes last night, and he had a triple-double. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 22 assists. I mean, that is just absolutely remarkable. And this is a game in Westchester, so can't even question that somebody in Greensboro happened to be cooking the books. I'm not saying that they do at the G League level, but 22 assists, a triple-double. The guy was basically on the streets a couple days ago. I say that figuratively, but, man, I don't think I've ever seen a stat line like that from a guy that just joined the team, Sam. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, as we were looking at the box score before we came on, that one was kind of a, whoa, is that – true is that really what that says 22 assists you had to kind of do a little bit of a double take actually the g league just is tweeted out last night as well that is the second most in a game in g league history and the most ever in a triple double performance so uh not only like you said a kind of out of nowhere performance from a guy that you know don't know a whole lot about he played at kentucky a couple years ago i think was in the draft class with nick richards and tyrese maxey and emmanuel quickly and those guys uh, in 2020, but not be on a team and then to come in there right off the bat and have a performance like that is, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, you got to stay ready for your opportunity and you never know who's going to call and when they call and you get a chance to do it, go take advantage of it. I mean, there's all different situations in the NBA where whether it's being, you know, put into a starting lineup or getting put into rotation or something like what Ashton Haggins just had. I mean, it's all about getting ready. And that certainly put him on somebody's radar if he wasn't already. So that's awesome to see. Hopefully it's something he can kind of build on and help the Swarm stack some more wins going forward. Once again, Greensboro wins at 130-87 to against Westchester last night. Greensboro Swarm back in action against Westchester once again tonight at 7 o'clock. That game will, in fact, be on NBA TV. So if you get NBA TV, you can go ahead and check that out. I'm pretty sure a lot of those games get streamed online as well. 
well. So to fill your void of Hornets basketball over the next couple of days, be sure to check out the Greensboro Swarm tonight in action. One more segment to go on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Even though he didn't play yesterday, Dennis Smith Jr. has had a huge impact on his team so far. Sam Perley wrote a profile piece about him that will be on Hornets.com later today or today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. We're going to talk about the piece next here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com. Sam Perley putting a button on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast following Charlotte's 140-105 to loss in Boston last night. Good thing, though, for the Hornets is they get a couple days off. Will not be in action until Friday. So, of course, we'll have some feature podcasts coming up for you here on the HHC. We'll have some sit-downs with some players within the organization, some coaches and that sort of thing. But in the meantime, we still have one more segment to go on today's edition, and it is talking about the most recent piece on Hornets.com. It's titled, Let's Fly the the reinvention of Dennis Smith Jr. written by the one and only Sam Perley. And Sam, this one for me personally, kind of a little bit of a no brainer. I know I got a little sneak peek of this one ahead of the general public. So we could talk about this one, but Dennis Smith Jr. has just had a huge impact for this team. The interesting part about this piece, you talk about the way that he guarded Steph Curry in the final possession of that 120 to 113 overtime win against Golden State at the end of October. Talked about some of the quotes that we've heard from DSJ throughout his tenure here with the Hornets about how he's worked so hard this offseason to really come back and prove himself because, again, he was a little bit of a late addition to anybody's roster, especially the Hornets here, coming in towards the end of training camp. Didn't see a whole lot of him in the preseason, but when it counted here in a regular season, he's done such a tremendous job, especially in the absence of some role players like guys like Cody Martin, who hasn't played for the Hornets yet so far this year just because of all those injuries played one minute in the opening game against San Antonio so with all that said I think the biggest takeaway I had from this piece Sam was probably the quote from Chauncey Billups if you recall last season in Portland Dennis Smith Jr. ended up getting cut for the Trailblazers and that was a really difficult decision for Chauncey Billups he'd said it was one of the toughest days that he's had was trying to cut a guy like DSJ so you know sometimes especially in life we always look at some adversity and sometimes you have to go backwards to go forward and this is one of those just feel good stories overall this season so far is Dennis Smith Jr. having this re-emergence here with the Hornets so again really glad that you were able to really highlight this and touch on it and pull all these quotes together from his previous coaches to show a how good of a person he is of course because that comes first and foremost in front of basketball but b the potential that he has to be a great basketball player and we've seen that so far this year for Charlotte. Yeah, absolutely, and and hopefully he's not, you know, the Hornets have really missed him, especially on the defensive side, and hopefully this ankle injury he's currently dealing with isn't uh, isn't going to sideline him for too long. But I just thought it was, you know, he's he's been a really good feel-good story, not only here in Charlotte, but in the NBA as a whole. And, you know, it was something I really kind of want to look at. I mean, he came into the NBA and was so highly regarded in the draft. He was exciting, you know, the high-flying, the dunks. I think it was in the dunk contest is first or second year and things just happened a lot of it was outside of his control getting traded and getting traded to situations where you know he wasn't really a priority or there was another guy in front of him or their head coach got fired or COVID hits or he got injuries I mean they had a lot a lot of bad luck and it just goes to show you that you know he's not the only one that's been a high draft pick that's had to deal with this kind of adversity a little bit and sometimes guys don't make it out onto the other side they don't find a role in the league that 
best fits them. And Dennis has found that role and he's had to go through, you know, getting traded a few times, getting signed to different teams and being hurt. And then you go into the G league and just the more I kind of dove into what he's had to overcome, it just kind of really validated how special what he's been able to do so far in Charlotte has been. And it's, it's so hard not to root for him because there was multiple instances along the way where that could have been it, you know, whether it was an injury, whether it was, just being frustrated with the situation, kind of being phased out of the league. And I think once you, you bounce from place to place, you know, reputation can get built up and people wonder, oh, why isn't this guy sticking? Or you look at numbers and you don't really know really what's going on behind the scenes. So it was interesting to really kind of dive in and, and see, okay, what happened in Dallas? What happened in New York? What happened in Detroit? What happened in Portland? And so much of it was stuff that Dennis couldn't control, his injuries, things like that. So, uh, Personally, I've really enjoyed watching him play this year. I can't wait to see him back out on the court. But for now, hopefully this can kind of tie this, the story of Dennis over a little bit while we wait for him to get back on the court. But, yeah, really, really rooting hard for him. He's been, it's been really fun to kind of watch him take advantage of this opportunity and reinvent himself as this phenomenal on-ball defender just kind of getting up on on guys and stuff so uh, appreciate you reading it and appreciate the plug as well it's titled let's fly the reinvention of dennis smith jr available at hornets.com go ahead and read the entire piece from the one and only read one and only lead writer of hornets.com that would be sam Perley. couple of days off forthcoming for charlotte hopefully the injury bug can go away there and the Hornets can get a little bit healthier as their showdown against the Washington Wizards on Friday looms a little bit closer and closer. We'll have some profile pieces for you moving forward here on a Hornets Hivecast over the next couple of days. So, we'll, of course, as always, we'll put out a podcast each and every day. But in the meantime, Sam Perley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And I know you're a basketball nut, so try not to get too, too bored over the next couple of days with the Hornets off. Oh, there's plenty of other NBA going on. There's college basketball going on. Uh, there will be some basketball to find, but uh, yeah, it's going to be weird. I can't. I think there's probably outside of the All Star break, maybe one or two of these stretches in the season where you go three straight days without a game. So uh, I will get the proper rest and relaxation, but I'll also be always watching basketball. And excited for Friday. Got a big weekend coming up, back to back home games. So can't wait. Thanks to Mr. Pearlie as always, and thanks to you for joining us and listening to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast as well. For Sam Pearlie, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and we'll talk to you tomorrow once again here on EHHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.